Warning, 30 Screams or Less may contain spoilers about movies that have recently been released. If you haven't seen the movie, go watch it, come back, and enjoy the show. Or, if you don't want to waste your time watching the movie and rather have two random horror dudes watch it for you, we got you covered as well. Welcome everyone to 30 Screams or Less, a horror movie podcast where we review horror movies in 30 minutes or less so you don't have to. This one, we're hoping to keep it 30 minutes per usual, but fuck. Today we're reviewing Evil Dead Rise. Fuck, Steve, why are you so loud? I think that's the amount of beer in your ears right now. <laughs> You're just hearing the sloshing back and forth, like, why are you so loud? No, that's the beer that's climbing up your throat. Okay, continue. Okay, so... A little different this time. Written and directed by Lee Cronin. Executive producers, however, Sam Raimi and Bruce fucking Campbell. Starring Alyssa Sutherland, Lily Sullivan, Gabriel Eccles, Morgan Davies, and Nell Fisher. And this movie, I can't wait to fucking talk about it. 30 Screams or Less starts now. Corey, what did you think of Evil Dead Rise? So when they announced that this was happening, I feel like it got so little publicity off the bat that I was nervous about it because Evil Dead, obviously for as long as you and I have known each other, this has been a topic of conversation. Just the franchise, I feel like every single time we hang out because we're such huge fans of it. But this Evil Dead Rise was off the fucking chain, man. It lived up to all the hype that I had for it. I absolutely loved it. Sam Raby and Bruce Campbell attached to it. It was everything I hoped for. What about you, good sir? Dude, the movie's fucking bonkers. I loved it. It was great. I actually had a chance to meet Alyssa Sutherland recently. She's actually really nice. Also, tall as fuck. I saw your photo of that. Did you get to have a conversation with her at all? Or No, no conversation. Just kind of a quick photo saying uh, hello. Loved what you did. But I did sit down on a Q&A with her where she was kind of giving out a little bit of the back scene stuff behind the movie. And I thought that was awesome. It was awesome hearing all of that. Also, I had no idea that she was Australian. So when she's on stage and she's speaking Australian or like the Australian accent, I should say, I was like, holy shit, that's pretty fucking good to do that as like an American accent when you're so used to doing something like in your native dialect. Is that the word I want to use? We'll go with that. Yeah, we'll go with that. Let me understand this correctly. You didn't get to talk to her about the movie. So basically, she just took your money and told you to go fuck yourself. Yes, essentially that. I wanted one of those nice pro photos with her. But I did meet some other actors and actresses. I got a photo op with CJ Graham from Jason Lives, you know, Friday the 13th 6. Uh, I was wondering who that was. I thought you were just like taking a picture of some fucking scrub wearing a Jason Voorhees costume. Oh, no. When I walked up, he fucking grabbed me by the shoulder and pulled me in. I'm like, oh, fuck. He just manhandled me. I was like, this is a really big fucking dude. So I got to ask you, since we haven't really had a chance to talk about it. So you met Art the Clown. Did you tell him about 30 Scrims or Less? Oh, I did it because he was in straight clown mode. So obviously not talking or anything like that. He did shake my hand, which was funny. But when he came in, he waved at everyone, but then right away threw up the middle finger to everyone. It was fantastic. So did Uh, you get to meet him as David Howard Thornton and Art the Clown or just Art the Clown? 
just Arctic Clown, and that's my fuck up. So I'm hoping next time I go to any one of those things and he's there, I'm going to fucking meet him and be like, I was an idiot for not meeting you the first yeah. time. Yeah, you are a fucking idiot. Why wouldn't yeah. you meet them both what, like in makeup and without makeup? Because I, I know, know like my cousin met him at a convention in Maine and told him about the podcast and he said that he would listen to it. Uh, I'm curious if he's a liar or lion sack of shit or if he actually listened to it. Oh, see, now I'm going to have to ask next time I have a chance to meet him. I'm going to be like, did someone talk to you about 30 screams or less? And if he goes no, and then we can straight up call your cousin a fucking liar. So we should go to Terracon, which is in Massachusetts. I think that'll be awesome. I don't know if they've already announced him to be there, but I feel like him and Leon are at every convention lately hyping up these movies. Yeah, they really are hyping up their movie big time. Also, it's just getting ton of publicity anyways. I sat down on a Q&A with the whole Terrifier 2 cast. It was fucking fantastic. And... Damon Leon was talking about how he was approached by tons of movie companies or publishing companies. That's the word I want to use, publishing companies. And he's like on the fence. Does he want to do like the publishing companies and have the bigger budget, the fucking advertising, everything? Or does he want to keep it how it is now where it's more low key, but not the big budget or not the ginormous release that he would hope for. So did he talk about how the rumor is that Halloween Horror Nights at Orlando Studios this year is going to be Terrifier themed? Yeah, he said no comment. Ah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if that's the case, oh my God. I'm I feel up. like he fucking knows and that's basically him saying yes. Yeah. Yep. And let me know because we are interested in going to that. So if you're- 100%. 100%. All right. Fuck yeah. Oh yeah. So I'll quit I my job to go to that. There you go. Fuck yeah. But I like how we're going off topic, but the topic we're going off of is still horror. Oh, that's right. Fuck yeah. But we are talking about Evil Dead Rise. I think that's my fault because I started talking about Spooky Empire. So back to the movie, man. I love like, it was basically within the very first few of the minutes of the movie, that girl gets called a brainless meat puppet. And then she gets fucking scalped. So gnarly because you just see the fucking meat right away. Like. It's not brain. It almost looks like brain because of how fucking like gnarly looking it was. But oh man, she's just like brainless meat puppet. Grab the fucking a ponytail worth and just rip. It's yeah, gnarly. that was the cool part, man. Like this girl who is clearly now has a demon inside of her just grabs a handful of ponytail and just pulls the top of this chick's head right off. So fucking gnarly. And the thing is, too, that. Right before, she was obviously real fucking creepy. She was already getting possessed by the deadites or whatever. And she sat up and started reading the book that the girl is reading verbatim. I was like, that's fucking creepy. And then obviously it goes into the whole thing where she falls off the bed. She pulls the girl's ponytail and fucking tears her scalp off. Yeah, that was wild, man. Just casually pulling the top of this girl's head right off. Yeah, it was fucking so gnarly. Oh my God. And then... Of course, the next scene you see is that same girl. Well, not the one that's possessed. The The girl that got scalped, she's going out there with fucking half her head off, going to the possessed girl's boyfriend. He sees that she's a fucking bloody mess. And then, you know what? I have her name, by the way. We'll refer to her as Jessica. Jessica's the one that's possessed. So she comes out, she grabs a fucking drone and puts the shit to her face. That was fucking just wild. So they made a comment prior to this particular scene that the blades on the droid were very dull and they would take a lot, like hurt someone, basically. You're right. They did say that at the beginning. It would just kind of maim you. It wouldn't cut off your head. So this 
girl, as she's possessed by the demons or whatever, literally drives the thing right into her face. And her body like flies backwards into the water, along with Josh, who Josh got torn up, dude. It reminded me of seeing Shred out of Jaws. Oh, absolutely. Except his head got thrown out of the water onto the dock. Yeah. Which, go ahead. I love the the way that it was shot right there, too, where you see that girl, Jessica, rising up out of the water after going haywire. And the title of the film is right behind her. Yeah, and it's funny. I was actually just going to mention that because I thought that was so cool. And the fucking music kicks in. Not to mention music in this whole fucking movie was great. The soundtrack was great. But as she's rising up from the water, and the evil dead rise comes up from behind. And then it goes into the one day prior, which is where the blunt of your movie occurs. This part at the very beginning is like what happens after. So yeah, now we're back in time. And we're going through the whole actual story. Yeah. And that's where the story starts when this little kid, which was probably my favorite part of the movie. Mm -hmm. One of was when the little kid said there were shitty Freddy movies. And I was like, I absolutely fucking hate Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, I think they're all terrible. Every single one of them. Freddy's a piece of shit. All this is on record. I don't care. Fuck Freddy Krueger. And this little kid understood the assignment. That's all I have all right. to say. Okay. Well, actually, I would like to know why, because I have a feeling I understand why. In my opinion, I don't think Nightmare on Elm Street is all that great of a franchise. The first one's good. There's like some other decent ones here and there, but as a whole, not that great. Not to mention, as a killer, kind of weird because people say he's a pedophile because he kills children. So can't really idolize someone like that. So yeah, they touch on that briefly in Freddy versus Jason, how Freddy is a pedophile because he molested children. So he was burned when he was in his house and they burned him to death or whatever. So obviously that's fucking shitty right there. This man's a pedophile, but I always thought Fred, Freddy, I'm going to get canceled. Freddy's a pussy. He can only get you in your dreams. Just don't fucking fall asleep, man. You're fine. Just, just stay awake forever. Fucking yeah, pounding fuck Red it. Bulls. Red Bulls and fucking Adderall, just stay awake forever. That and five-hour energy, whatever you got to do, just fucking stay awake for the yeah. rest of you. Freddy's a fucking bitch. Yep. He can't get you if you're not sleeping. Yep. And I think they solved that issue in Freddy versus Jason at the very beginning where people were just taking a certain type of vitamin to not dream. Actually, yeah. if anything, you just have to not dream and you're fine. Exactly. This man cannot get you if you do not close your eyes. Yeah. Jason doesn't give a fuck. He'll get you whether you close your eyes or not. We've already yeah. seen that with Kevin Jason, Bacon. Jason will murder your ass if you're fucking. He doesn't care. No, he gives zero fucks. And yeah, that's why I love Jason. Yeah, Jason. Oh, that's a teaser for the shirt, guys. Just keep yeah. that in mind. Yeah, that might be. We're working on t-shirt. The design's coming in hopefully soon. But we'll keep you all up to date on social media, all that stuff. But we're fucking pumped. We really want to get a t-shirt made. Something that's sick. I can't wait to buy one and wear it. Fuck that. I'm having to ship to me for free. How are you going to do that if we're direct to garment? When there's a will, there's a way, my friend. To have one shipped to me too. I ain't paying for that shit. <laughs> I want it for free. Maybe. Maybe. No, I'll get you one for free. I'll get myself one for free too. I can just have them both shipped to my house. Not to mention, I have to bring you a Terrifier 2 vinyl, by the way. You were able to get one? I was able to get one. Oh my God. Thank you, guys. Just for our listeners, like I've been after this for a while, and apparently Papa Steve there got one for me. I just found out. You're all finding out at the same time I am. Yep, yep, that I was able to get you a Terrifier 2 vinyl. You're not going to charge me $500 for it, are you? No, 250 Go fuck yourself. <laughs> but yeah, I met him. 
he was awesome. He was like a real cool dude. He gave me two free CDs, Fire One and Terrifier Two. Paul so, Wiley did? Yeah, he did. Why is he giving out free music? Because I'm a nice dude. Okay. <laughs> Pays to be nice. But yeah, let's get back into it. So the kids t- shitting on Freddy Krueger, which is great because, yeah, we already established Freddy Krueger, not our favorite, but the first one, you can't deny it because he's one of the four pillars of killers, we'll say. So what happens is it goes into the scene. The whole family's hanging out. Beth shows up. Beth is kind of the sister that's always on the road with bands and stuff. She's like a tour manager type deal. And like soon after, an earthquake happens. The kids are downstairs in like the parking garage. Earthquake happens. They find a hole in the ground. And then the brother, Danny, he decides it's a good idea to jump into the hole and take a look and see what's going on there because he sees some weird religious stuff going on. And then he finds the book and the vinyl to go with it. So yeah, Danny finds the book, finds the vinyl, brings it inside. And of course, what does he decide to do? He tries to open up the book, cuts himself, blood goes into the book, and then it fucking opens. How did this dude get the idea that he should start spinning the record backwards? Because that's the only way he could hear the message. So the vinyl in this movie is basically the Necronon from the other movies, which they had already in the movie. So I don't know why they also had the vinyl. Yeah. And you know, that's something I did want to like know is that where does this fall on the Evil Dead timeline? Because obviously the first Evil Dead took place in Tennessee, where this one takes place in Los Angeles. So this is obviously after the original Evil Dead, but how the fuck did it get from there to there? Or is it even connected? Not only that, but was really there any purpose to the book other than cutting him? No, not really. It was just a companion. It's like a CD booklet. Yeah, I was real confused on that because they obviously had the record, which is where basically, like I said before, the Necronomicon of this movie mm-hmm. where he can summon the dead. Yeah. So the vinyl, that was like your main thing. I'm in Evil Dead 1 and 2. So it's almost like you had to play that so that way they could say the verbs from the book. Otherwise, you're just like reading the book. If you're not reading it out loud, it's not going to happen. So I think the book is the companion to the vinyl. But what if the vinyl never fucking happened? It'd just be a book hanging out. Unless someone can actually read that shit. Shit, I don't even have a vinyl for my band. Yeah, but you have 2,000 CDs anyway. Yeah, they're still hanging out in my house. Just waiting to get rid of them. So all that happens in your typical Evil Dead fashion. The entity or whatever comes flying towards the house and... Unfortunately, the mother, Alyssa Sutherland, also her name's Ellie in it. She gets hit by it and she's in the middle of an elevator. She gets strung up by the elevator wires and she gets possessed. She starts fucking walking back to the house. She's walking all dead like, you know, just everything's limp and fucking goes in the kitchen, makes eggs. I love that whole scene in the elevator. It reminded me of Hellraiser. Oh, that's a good call. Yeah, that's definitely a Hellraiser feel to that. Because like, especially which Hellraiser is it where... The girl walks up to the coffin and the hooks fly out and rip off all her skin. Which one is that? Wasn't that the newest one? No, it's one of the older ones that still had Doug Bradley as the priest, if you will. So I think that was Hell on Earth or Bloodline, maybe. I think it's Bloodline. Nope, wrong. Bloodline is like in space. That's like Hellraiser. That's like Hellraiser in space. What is up with that? There was a time period where they just fucking did like everything in space. Like there was Hellraiser in space, Leprechaun in space, Jason in space. No Freddy Krueger in space, though. Maybe that's why he's not all accurate. Did they ever make Machete in space? I don't remember. Oh, I thought that was like in the talks to do that, which would have been hysterical. It was one of those fake trailers they showed during the Grindhouse movies. Was that Planet Terror or 
Death Proof. Yeah, one of those. One of those. Okay. Yeah, those were great too. Those were great movies. But those bombed at the box office. However, Evil Dead Rise did not bomb at all. And actually, the ratings are pretty good. Actually, when I was looking on Rotten Tomatoes, the ratings were more towards the critics rather than the fans. So the critics was a higher percentage than fans. I thought that was very odd. Okay, so she's making eggs. And then she says to them, and this is such a fucking cool line. I want to climb inside bodies to be all one happy family, which I felt was kind of a precursor to what happens towards the end, which we'll get to because the end was fucking absurd. It's like the bloodiest fucking shit I've ever seen. Yep, for sure. Oh, yeah. So Ellie is all fucked up. She's on her hands and knees and she's actually doing like some almost contortionism stuff. And she's walking towards the kids. And the funny thing is, when I was at the Q&A with Alyssa Sutherland, she was talking about how she did a lot of that contortionism stuff because she has a background in gymnastics. So she's like super flexible when it comes to that. So when you see her really like moving all weird and stuff like that, that's actually her. It's not like some sort of effects or anything like that. She just has the ability to do that shit. So I haven't seen her in a lot of movies. Was this her first acting gig or? I think this was her first big role, but she was in this show called Vikings. I oh yeah, okay. Yeah, I never watched it though, but this is, I think, her kind of breakout role into a lead position in a movie, if you will. Okay. I thought she did amazing this. She was fucking great. Back to titty sucking parasites. That's what she says to her kids, which was hilarious. Oh, and then fucking great. the whole scene where the kids are inside the apartment looking through the peephole and she can see their mother. It was their mom, right? She was outside at this point in the hallway of the apartment building. Yeah, they were able to get her outside. And that's when the whole peephole shit starts happening. But what happened during that time is... Ellie fucking jumped on one of the neighbors and was like grabbing his face. And of course, she decides to fucking eat his eyeball. Fucking eyeball stuff again. Eyes, man. Eyes are like my kryptonite. Eyes, teeth, and fingernails. We've discussed this in detail before. So um, not only that, but this is the first scene where we basically start tallying up the dead kids in this movie. Yep. In this particular scene, we get two dead kids. So yep. that's where we're at right now. Yeah. So like the dead kid calculator, or sorry, the dead kid count dead kid calculator. Yeah. Dead kid calculator. That's a new one. That's an interesting calculator. The dead kid counter is at two right now. So two dead kids because she ate the eyeball out of one of them and then spit the eyeball out into another's mouth and choked him. So it was like a combo deal. So did you basically vomit inside your mouth like I did when Bridget took the wine glass and she was having it like a goddamn granola bar oh and God, literally yeah. snacking on a wine glass yeah. and she's swallowing the pieces of glass and you can see the glass poking through her throat? Dude, I dry heaved. I was ready to let my fucking dinner go at that point. Oh, dude, it was so gnarly. You see her, she's up on the counter kneeling there looking like a monster and she's just eating it like she's fucking schlack. Schlack reference. Yeah. I wonder if he would be do. I wonder if he would do this podcast. Oh god, that would be interesting. And be like, Schlack, what do you think about eating glass? He's like, oh, I fucking do it every weekend for five yeah. bucks. Glass, yeah. glass. He's nuts. But immediately when I saw that, I thought of you, and I was like, she's doing some Schlack shit. Yeah, that's that about. So that's it, dude. Yeah. So I thought that was fucking crazy i literally just watched it like 20 minutes ago we saw schlacky glass in massachusetts like last year we did see that yeah i never thought i would see the day where i'd watch someone eat glass in person yeah it happened 
And it wasn't just glass. It was light tube. There's a difference between glass and fucking light tubes. You yeah. got all that shit in it. D12 light tubes. There's not a lot of mercury in those, so it's perfectly fine. Oh, perfectly fine. Not like yeah. you have cancer with that at all. No, it's like eating a head of broccoli. It's fine. Perfectly fine. Kids, don't eat your glass, please. I like how you added like the subtle disclaimer there. Like you didn't want to get canceled. Yeah, I don't want to get canceled. The kids are going like, I can eat glass because it's like broccoli. And I feel then, like you know, we're skirting the line of cancellation as it is. Oh my God, yeah. And all the kids are like, well, my parents told me I can eat my vegetables, so I'm eating glass. And then here we are telling kids that fucking you can just eat glass. And now we're getting sued. Fucking protein, man. It's got that protein. That glass has got protein. But that was fucking gnarly. This movie, this movie was crazy. This movie was front to back insane and Actually, that scene, too, what we're not talking about is something we're kind of used to seeing in Deathmatch Wrestling, the cheese grater. Dude, the cheese grater on the leg, that one made me feel ill, too. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff in this that made me fucking feel ill. That brought me back to when ECW, when they used to do that shit, like Tommy Dreamer used to hit people with the fucking cheese grater. Do you remember that? Oh, I remember that all too well. But seeing it in the movie and like the skin actually peeling back in the cheese grater. Oh, yeah, I was nauseous. Dude, let me tell you, I just got a 4K TV not too long ago, and I'm like, I'm going to watch this before the podcast. Now I'm watching this shit as clear as fucking day in my living room, and mm. you saw everything. Yeah, it's definitely very graphic. It is quite graphic. That whole scene right there between the glass eating and the cheese grater it was just fucking gnarly. And there's one thing I actually did want to mention, because I thought this was really cool. The blood that was coming out of her eyes and nose, I would love to know how they did that. It was very clean, almost as if it was like practical effects, but there's no way it's practical effects because how the fuck can you have like blood coming out of your eye practically? You know, practically? Yeah, we'll go with practically. You know who you could have asked how they did that? Alyssa Sutherland? Yeah, idiot. Yeah, I fucked up. I should have asked her that. But she did say about the vomit scene she did, so... She was telling everyone that they have a hose that's hooked up inside her mouth. And what happens is when it's vomiting, there's a fucking tube that's going up. But because the vomit's coming out so much, you can't even see the tube there. And they were saying to her, like, what kind of flavor would you want? So I guess they can pick their own flavor for vomit. But she said it fucking was awful anyways. She picked some sort of flavor and it just still tasted like shit. What was the flavor? Was it bacon mango? What? <laughs> yeah, bacon mango. I honestly can't remember. I can't remember what. Oh my God. I don't know. How do you even throw Like That's got to be a weird night if you're throwing up bacon and mango. It's like, I'm I'm just going to have a mango mixed drink and eat a fucking cup of bacon. Bacon mango chocolate. Oh, that too. Bacon mango chocolate. I don't know know how I feel about that. This isn't Sonic. No. I don't know, dude. Sign me up. I'll have it. Fuck it. Fuck it. I'll do it for a paycheck. I won't even do it for a paycheck. I'll just do it. You'll just do it for free? Fuck it. Why not? But you would actually vomit after you ate something like that. I probably would, honestly. Like, mango, good. Bacon, good. Mango, chocolate, bacon. I don't know how I feel about that. It's making me, like, yeah, it's making my stomach turn just talking about it. Oh, God. Edit. Yeah, let's edit that out of our lives. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, I couldn't. There's some things you just don't mix, but some things are fine. I I guess some people are perfectly fine with chocolate-covered bacon. Because of the sweet and savory mix. But to me, it feels a little weird. Chocolate, mango, bacon flavored puke. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm sure that wouldn't even taste fucking great the slightest bit. 
Yeah, but like it's puke regardless. Are you trying to tell me puke tastes good? No, not at all. I mean, I'm not going to go out and eat any puke anytime soon. I hope I hope not. No, fuck that. Like, I'm craving some puke tonight. Oh, my God. Who wants God. to puke in a bucket so I can eat it? Oh, my God. Uh, he's going to puke. Who's going to eat some puke? Oh, you're going to puke, pal? Are you going to puke, pal? Huh? You're going to puke? <laughs> Give me a hell yeah. Hell yeah. That's a little reference from Beyond the Mat. You know, little Vince McMahon talking to Draws. Being like, you're going to puke, pal? You're going to puke? Oh, you need water? You're going to puke? Yeah, he's got a puke. Give me a puke. Give me a hell yeah. Hell yeah. We have to throw some wrestling in because we're part of the Shining Wizards Network. Oh, plug. Yeah. See see how I did that there? That's nice. I like how you tied that in. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So, hey, we got to mix it up. We got to throw that stuff in. We don't have to. They're a great network, but uh, so, they have a lot of wrestling-based stuff. So, fuck it. We're bridging gaps. So, back to this movie here. So, Beth decides she's going to start listening to that vinyl. And did you notice that the mom was crawling on the wall behind her? Dude, that was some straight hereditary shit. Yes. Oh, my God. It's so fucking creepy. But also right before that, because I love in movies when they do subtle background shit like that. Someone climbing up a wall or just you see someone walk by very blurry in the distance. Now you're just like, holy fuck, what was that? And you're like wanting to rewind it and see it again. It is so awesome. And the girl, Bridget, Bridget was dead at that point. She had the covers over her. And when Danny and Cassie got up and they're walking down the hall, she's actually walking slowly behind them in the distance. And I don't know if you saw that, but I love that background shit. So when she climbed down from the fucking vent, it was so creepy. Oh, yeah. There was actually a couple scenes in this movie where I noticed there was something going on in the background. Yeah. Something in the forefront, something in the background. Like whether I love it be that. someone crawling on a wall or someone like walking behind a character. Oh, it was great. I love when they do that in movies. It's such a subtle thing that if done right, it's great. It's fantastic. So, so she's climbing down from the fucking vent. And then Beth sees it. She turns around and Ellie, she takes her fingernail and puts it to the vinyl that Beth is listening to. And she opens her mouth straight up like Lilo and Stitch and playing what was on the vinyl. It was fucking crazy. I'm trying to remember that scene. Like, I'm having a hard time remembering it. Oh, are you? That's okay. But yeah, basically, it's when she came down from the vent and Beth looks up and sees the reflection of Ellie in the window. And then that's when she fucking puts her finger down on the vinyl and opens her mouth. It was okay. Fucking, it was crazy. It was a fucking crazy scene. And that's when Beth takes the scissors and puts it into Ellie's face. And you think Ellie's dead, but nope, not quite. In order to kill a fucking deadite, you have to do a little bit more than scissors to the face. Oh, scissors. Oh, man, when she comes back later on and pulls him out of her face. Oh, God, it was so awesome. She's just sitting there looking like it fucking did the trick. But no, she just slowly pulls it out of her face. And then this is where Beth and Cassie are trying to get out of there. At this point, Danny's dead. Bridget's dead. And so, yeah, Beth and Cassie are just trying to escape at this fucking point. And then all the people that Ellie killed, they're all coming back to life. And Corey, what are they announcing? I honestly don't remember. Dead by Dawn. Oh, that's right. That's what my no fuck it says. Dead by Dawn. I love the <laughs> I love the callback. Exactly. The callback. Dead by oh, jeez, man. Yeah. The Dead by Dawn. It's like straight cult shit. Yeah, they were doing some callbacks there, which is fucking great. There was that actually one point where she even said, "Come get some." That's coming up. That's one of my favorite parts. So there was that, and then there was like, as you said, 
there's scenes coming up that we'll talk about, but all I'm going to say is Chainsaw. Yeah, Chainsaw. Okay, we probably could just jump into it because we're already getting past the 30 minute point at this point. Wait, did you notice the elevator scene? Did oh, you- yeah, I was actually just about to talk about that. That okay. fucking elevator reminded say- me. Go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I was going to say they're inspiration for this scene had to have been the shining exactly like that was 100 the shining the way that the camera was shot or set up right in front of the elevator i don't know the whole atmosphere was set up exactly like the shining like fucking tidal wave of blood as soon as the elevator opens oh exactly and it looked just like how it was set up like you were saying so if you watch the shining you have that far panned shot where you have the elevator and then you hear like, you know, kind of the ding and the blood pours out. This was kind of the same deal. Far pan shot, elevator opens up, blood pouring out. Except I feel like there was a little bit more blood in Evil Dead Rise than there was in The Shining. However, that's a classic scene regardless. That was definitely homage to that. It had to have been. I don't know. The way that this was filmed and they were 100% doing callbacks to, to specific films. Like we said, they definitely did some callbacks to Evil Dead 2 where that Dead by Dawn thing happened mm. and The Fucking Shining, which is basically like the godfather of blood, like gore in horror films. Yeah. And also talking about Nightmare on Elm Street. So there were a lot of callbacks in this movie. So us horror fans, we're picking up on these references. We're fucking loving that. There was also a part where Ellie's said, I'll swallow your souls. And that is from Army of Darkness at yep. the very end where the Deadite's like, I'll swallow your soul. And Bruce Campbell's like, come get some. Or Ash it, says, come get some. It was basically them like getting, like they saved all their callbacks for the end of the movie because they all happened one after the other. Oh yeah, it was fucking great. I loved it. So yeah, that happened. Did the callback of the dead by dawn. Blood happens coming out of the fucking elevator. But what happens next is Ellie, Danny, Bridget, they all like morph into Ellie's body and they turn it into this fucking monster thing. And you see her just fucking scrambling around. Apparently, Alyssa Sutherland said that she was wearing a 70 pound suit that looked like her and the kids all kind of mashed up together. I thought that was really cool to hear that, but holy shit. Could you imagine just having like 70 pounds on your back and you're just fucking crawling around and shit? That must have been fucking wild. That's awesome, man. Good for Alyssa, man. She's a rock star for wearing a 70-pound suit, and I'm sure they had to do several takes to get that shit perfect. Yeah, just to kind of put it into perspective, for those of you who have maybe picked up an air conditioning unit, like one of those fucking window units, I think those things are 50 pounds maybe a little bit more. That shit's heavy. It's not fucking light at all. So to have that just on your back and she's like crawling around, it's impressive. It's very impressive. She did a lot of awesome stuff in this and it was awesome hearing that Q&A from her where she's talking about all that because I had no idea. Sometimes we just don't know. Sometimes we think that shit's all CGI with like a mix of some practical effects, but a lot of it, I guess, was really practical effects. I figured it would be because they got to try and stay true to the originals. They don't want to make it too Hollywood. Exactly. You know, sometimes it's just best to go back to basics. And it's sometimes if you can, if you're that good, you can make it look even better than CGI because we're not stupid. Everyone knows what CGI, what isn't. So in the case of this movie, when I was watching it, I'm like, I don't think much of this is CGI. I think a lot of this is actual fucking effects like a lot of work went into this movie yeah 100 percent. and 
like I was saying before, I was very skeptical when it was announced. Yeah. When I heard it, I'm like, oh God, let's see. But you have to think the Evil Dead remake came out and it fucking was fantastic. It was probably one of my favorite remakes ever. I mean, what did you think of the Evil Dead remake? So I will touch on that when we talk about our final reviews. Okay. All right. We'll touch on that in a little bit then. So now Ellie's this fucking monster thing with all of her kids and Cassie and Beth are trying to get the fuck out of there. Cassie gets grabbed by Ellie and brought into like the wood chipper machine. And Ellie's got a fucking chainsaw at this point. She's about to kill Cassie and Beth shoots her and gets Cassie out of there. And this is where the fucking chainsaw comes into play again. Beth takes that fucking chainsaw and just digs it into Ellie. And there's blood spraying everywhere. And Cassie turns on the fucking wood chipper. Ellie's getting dragged into wood chipper. Blood is literally fucking everywhere. There was one point where Beth, they did a close up on her and you could see there was blood in her eye. So obviously it's not real blood, but whatever that fucking liquid was, was in her eye while this is all happening. I thought that was insane. So I love that we both made a note about this because I love bloody and violent wood chipper death so much. And <laughs> I feel like it's very, I don't know, it's happening a lot in movies lately. Obviously you had that one in Winnie the Pooh and now this. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we've Fucking got a wood chipper deaths, man. I feel like that wasn't very popular back in like 80s, 90s slashers, but now no. it's happening very frequently. Yeah, and you know, wood chippers are so easily obtainable. I think it freaks anyone out to be looking at a wood chipper and go, fuck, if someone like taps me and goes, hey, Bill, how's it going? And he trips, he's fucking dead. Exactly. Like, <laughs> I feel like it's a great weapon of death that hasn't been utilized until the last couple of years exactly and you know another movie utilized that death but it was like in hilarious fashion was dale and tucker oh yes versus evil thank you dale and tucker versus evil i was drawing a blank on it i almost said dale and tucker versus evil dead and i'm like nope that's not right that's the different universe that'd be a cool crossover though i'll take that crossover all day fuck yeah sign me up so yeah there was just blood everywhere the wood chipper scenes are fucking gnarly it even happened in deadpool 2 I don't know if you remember that scene too, but it's, yeah, it's been getting a little popular these days, it seems like. Yeah, wood chipper is a way to go. Yep, can't go wrong with it. Wood chipper or some sort of grinder at a, a junkyard, whatever. Yeah, oh, for yeah. sure. Like in uh, Halloween Ends. Yeah, but I don't know. I hated that shit. Yeah, I know. We've talked about that in great deal about that movie with just us not being a fan of it. Yeah, Laurie should have gone in with him. That's what I said. I said she should have went in with him. And like he could have been getting sucked down. He grabs her, pulls her in. End of the franchise. Done. Nah, and man. She... You got to leave it open so Rob Zombie can fuck it up again for a third time. <laughs> Why not? He's got to finish his trilogy. No. No? No, you hate Rob Zombie stuff. <laughs> you can't stand it. So after all is said and done, remember Jessica from the beginning? So we go back where she's actually coming out of the building. She's going to her car. She's getting ready to go to the lake house. She's FaceTiming with the girl. She actually ends up scalping and she sees all the blood. And then per evil dead fashion, she's standing there. The entity or whatever you call it hits her. And that's the end of the movie. And, it, and it's fucking great. And yeah. That, I, that clearly leaves it open for a, a sequel. Yeah. I was going to say again, like leaving it open for a sequel, which I'd be okay with because this was fantastic. Yeah. This was great. It made a disgusting amount of money at the box office. So to not have a follow-up would be probably criminal. 
what was the budget on this? Let's go to our, our handy dandy site. Evil Dead Rise, I can tell you this. Budget looks like it's $12 million and it grossed worldwide $141 million. Wow. Yeah, that's a hell of a return on investment for sure. Worldwide box office. $141 million. Someone got fucking rich. Naturally, I mean, it would have been Bruce Campbell yeah. and Sam Bruce, Raimi. Yeah, I know. They probably have a nice little chunk of change from that, I'm sure. Holy shit. Biggest domestic April weekend ever. Yep. Can you believe that? For fucking Evil Dead Rise. Hell yeah. If any franchise deserves it, it's Evil Dead. 100 plus million worldwide. Good for them. So the most money they made was Mexico? Mexico. They made $6.6 million in Mexico. Wow. That's pretty impressive. What the fuck? I love Mexico, but that was their biggest market? I guess so. I mean, no, like the United States made a lot of money. I think the United States made $24 million. The site you gave me is dog shit. Is What's the dog- other one? What's the IMDb one? Oh, yeah. Where is that IMDb one? Oh, Box Office Mojo. So I'll pull it Mojo. up right here. Yeah, I'll pull it up for you right now. You're not sharing your screen, so I don't know what you're showing me. Well, I'm sharing it now. There you go. All right. So domestic opening, $24 million. So domestic, obviously, that would be United States. And then it ended up grossing to $65 million in the U.S. International, $76 million. Worldwide, until $141 million. That's insane. Yeah, not bad. So when you compare this to that last fucking movie we did? Renfield? Yeah. Yeah, no contest. They fucking smoked Renfield. And I think it came out around the same time. So it's probably another reason why Renfield got fucking annihilated. That they did. And that's why we decided to do Renfield and Evil Dead back to back, because I think they came out like the same day on streaming. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? Both great movies, but also can't be compared because they're two different types of stories, entities, whatever you want to call it. It's like comparing apples to oranges, but they are both fucking great. I loved Renfield. I love this one. And, you know, I think we can even get into it. Corey, what do you give this for a rating? Dude, this one is easy. Five out of five dead kids for me. Again, before I said it, this is one of my favorite franchises of all time. You can't go wrong with the comedy horror aspect. And I think this is probably one of the originators of that genre. Yeah, amazing sequel, reboot, whatever. I don't think there's been a bad one. This entire franchise, yes, I'm including the 2013 film, which got shit on, but it was fucking amazing. And having Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell agree to come back and do this worked wonders. I loved it. Best horror flick of 2023 so far. Easy. Yeah. If we're not counting Renfield as a horror, which kind of isn't, isn't it isn't. I would vote this probably as the best horror movie of 2023. Easy. And it's going to be hard to compete with it. We've got, what, seven months left in the year. It's going to be hard to come close to this. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm giving it a five out of five as well. I thought this movie was great, and I don't understand why people were shitting on the 2013 remake, because the remake was fantastic, and Bruce Campbell just had his hands in it. So if he's involved, he can give better insight of how the Evil Dead is supposed to be portrayed and like what you should do. So they're offering their expertise in these movies, and I'm thinking that's why we're getting such consistently good movies and shows from evil dead so speaking of bruce campbell do you believe rather him saying that ash williams is retired him playing ash williams is retired or is he king us again and he's gonna play the character again at some point whether maybe it's ash versus evil dead and new season or obviously the video game he still plays the character but 
as far as on screen goes, do you think he'll ever play the character again? I think he will. I think what they need to do, what they seriously need to do is say in like a sequel to Evil Dead Rise, Beth goes out and Beth is kind of in the same situation as Ash. And then they meet. And that's when you have your crossover and you're tying everything together. I think maybe that's how it should be. You know, get him into the fucking, you know, super mainstream, big budget movies. He needs it. I agree. Mm -hmm. I don't because you can't have Evil Dead without Bruce Campbell. Obviously, he wasn't on screen in this, but he was attached to it as what, an executive producer or writer or something. Yeah, he was an executive producer and he did the the sound of Ellie eating that kid's eyeball. Huh? What? Yeah, yeah, he he did that sound. What he did is when they were doing sounds for the movie, he bit into an apple, into a microphone and that's how they got the sound of the crunching of the kid's eye. Oh shit, I did not know that. Yeah, go back and listen to it because A, it sounds fucking disgusting, but now that you know that, B, you're going to hear that it's a fucking apple being crunched. Okay, didn't know that. Yeah, it's very cool. And yeah, they did a lot of sound work for this movie, apparently. So Alyssa Sutherland, she actually needed to go back a couple times to like overdub some stuff. And I guess that's like a common thing in Hollywood, whereas if the sound isn't picked up good enough, the actors have to go into a studio and overdub their stuff. So she was actually doing some overdubbing as well. And, you know, Bruce Campbell is fucking eating apples and all this stuff. But I couldn't even tell any of that until I knew about it. I'm sorry if I ruined it for everyone that it's just Bruce Campbell eating an apple and people doing overdubs. It's still fucking great. The movie's fantastic and everyone should see it. Anyone that's a horror fan should see it. Yeah, put this one on your watch list for this weekend. Absolutely. I actually just fucking bought it because I didn't have a chance to go to the movies again and see it. So I said, fuck it. I'm not going to like regret buying this thing and I have no other way of watching it. So I bought it. Watch it again today, and I'll probably watch it again because it's fucking great. Yeah, definitely worth it. I'm surprised it was out on streaming so quick, but... Yeah, and I'm hoping that they release some sort of steelbook for this bad boy. Yeah, maybe they'll do all four movies in one box set or something. Oh, that'd be fucking so gnarly. All four movies plus season one and two of the show. Oh, geez. Yeah, a whole new box set because I have an Evil Dead box set. It's Evil Dead 1, 2, and Ash vs. Evil Dead. Why Army of Darkness is not in there, I don't know. That doesn't make sense to me because, in my opinion, that is Evil Dead 3. Yeah, I mean, they didn't even call it Evil Dead. It was just called Army of Darkness, right? Right. From what Bruce Campbell said is that, yes, that's basically Evil Dead 3, but the movie executives and stuff, they wanted to call it something different than Evil Dead. They wanted to call it Army of Darkness and try to make it its own entity, but we're not stupid. It's fucking Evil Dead 3. Zero, zero shot. I say Army of Darkness is, it takes place outside of the Evil Dead universe. Yes, it's time traveling, but it's Evil Dead, period. Yeah, period, end of sentence. I mean, the beginning of the movie, he's in the cabin. He gets thrown into the fucking vortex and lands in the past. How are you going to tell me that's not connected to Evil Dead? Yeah, no, it's, no, we're not dumb, like you said. No, I think the movie executives are trying to make us fucking dumb. And be like, oh, no, and it's, it's a different movie. It's a whole different thing. No, no, it's fucking Evil Dead 3. But I love every single movie in this franchise. They're all great. They're all entertaining. If you haven't seen any of them, go see all of them. Don't fucking care. Uh, Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness may be my favorites, but Evil Dead Rise is way fucking up there right now. I'm like sad there wasn't a Bruce Campbell cameo in this, but they made enough callbacks to the original films that I guess I'm satisfied as a Evil Dead nerd. 
Oh, yeah. I'm definitely satisfied, too. And I love that they just keep bringing back the chainsaw in every single Evil Dead movie. It's it's like a requirement to be in an Evil Dead movie. Like, you have to have a chainsaw. I mean, you have to, because, like, that's Ash Williams' iconic weapon was the fucking chainsaw and the boomstick. Of course. So, yeah, there was a shotgun, and, yes, there was a chainsaw in this movie. Yep. So, so they did are, it. They did it. Yeah, they did it. They fucking made it happen. But fantastic movie. Five out of five from both Corey and myself. It seems like we're reviewing some pretty damn good movies lately. Yep. Yeah, because now we're starting to develop this really cool list of five out of five movies. I don't know. I'm trying to be like sparing as far as five out of five goes, but I feel we've been just watching bangers nonstop. We really have. It's just been banger after banger because we want to save the five out of fives for your fucking elite movies that are like, holy shit gotta watch it but this is a holy shit gotta watch it i'm gonna give us a shitty movie to watch so i don't have to waste my five out of five on everything something like give me, give me something like anchor where we can just shit on it for an hour i don't even remember what i gave that i think i gave it like a 1.9 or something less it's fucking bad social media feel free to remind me what the fuck i did for that so i don't have to listen to me rant about that movie again but i think we can start wrapping it up here everyone be sure to like, follow, subscribe on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Leave us a five-star review on all podcast platforms so we can get some more exposure. And, of course, be sure to tell your friends because that's how people will find out about us. We're also a part of the Shining Wizards Network. Visit ShiningWizardsNetwork.com. They got awesome podcasts ranging from wrestling to heavy metal and horror. So check out all of the podcasts on their network. Visit 30screensorless.com for all previous episodes and transcripts to go with those episodes. If there's anything you want us to review, send an email to 30screensorless at gmail.com or hit us up on social media. Use the hashtag 30screensorless and we'll see it. And also, we are now in like the early stages of having a t-shirt designed. And it's fucking badass looking so far. I am so pumped to get this thing out. Right, Corey? Yeah, we saw a rough sketch of it. So our friend Greg is designing it for us. We finally decided on someone to design it for us. And he sent us a rough sketch this week. And you guys are going to love it. I can't wait to wear that shit out. It's fucking fantastic. Greg's a great artist. He's also in the band Drive-By Bukaki. So if you haven't heard them, check that out. It's, I don't know, party metal, party wrestling, heavy metal. I'm going to call it that. But yeah. it's great. great. Yeah, we might get hit with some copyright infringements, but who gives a shit? Come at us. Yeah, come at us. So you can sue us for $5. That's all I got. Yep. All right, everyone. With that in mind, I'm Steve. And I'm Corey. And thanks for listening to 30 Screams or Less. And don't forget to drink your puke and beans and fuck off. What the fuck? I real I just realized you put that in there. I just can't breathe. <laughs> I'm Ron Burgundy. I love lamp. I love lamp. Oh, I legit have tears coming down my cheeks. Oh my god, that's funny. <laughs> you hesitated to read it, and I love it. <laughs> and I just read it anyways. Oh my god, it's alienating our audience. One episode. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, you. Everyone's Corey's dead. <laughs> uh, wow. <laughs>